0: Today I'm talking to John Zimmerman with Briggs Sotheby's International Realty, recognized in Fort Worth, Texas as the top producing agent for five consecutive years. He has consistently closed well over $100 million a year. John is recognized in the Wall Street Journal as part of the Real Trends ranking. He has been named the number four agent in Texas. He and his team have been recognized as the top half of 1% of more than 2 million licensed realtors nationwide. We talk about his team structure and what he has identified as the simple but essential keys of success. He says, if you do these things, the business will come to you and it will keep coming to you. Thanks for listening to the Jerry Metcalf podcast, where top real estate agents tell how they do it. This podcast is a platform for real estate agents who want to take their business to the next level. Every week, I interview top real estate agents around the country to share their knowledge, their learned lessons, their ideas, and insight with all agents all around the world. This podcast is partnered to and supported by watercoloredhomes.com. With every purchase of a watercolored home, whether it's a closing or home anniversary gift or for any purpose, you contribute to the continued education provided by this show. All right, everybody. It's the Jerry Metcalf podcast where top real estate agents tell how they do it. Today, we have John Zimmerman with us from Briggs Sotheby's International Realty, and he is in Fort Worth, Texas, the number one agent there doing well over a hundred million at 125 million, but you put about 150 million under contract last year. Um, That said, welcome, and thank you for being on the show.
1: Uh, Thanks, Jerry. I appreciate it. Good to see you.
0: Good to see you. So, tell us um, first, let's start with how did you get in the business in the first place?
1: So, I started my career in the development business uh, in the early 90s, uh, right out of college. Started doing uh, RTC, FDIC uh, land deals where we were developing those into high end neighborhoods. So, I did that uh, and still do that uh, quite a bit today. But that that was my introduction to the business.
0: Oh, wow. So was, so was there any, was there any story that led you into, so you're in real estate, you're in this crazy business, what kept you in it or what, what happened that you decided to transition from development into being a real estate agent and why residential?
1: Well, 2008 happened. I think that's uh, everybody's
0: story. If we were in the business then, right.
1: So I was in the development business. It went great. Uh, really no big dips, uh, until, uh, the, you know, the apocalypse of, mm-hmm. of 08. So, uh, you know, I got into this, this business, uh, you know, a great friend of mine from college his brother-in-law who's still like my best friend and my mentor in the business. We still do tons and tons of real estate deals together. And, and, uh, so he hired me right out of college and we started doing these deals mm-hmm. and, Uh, then my career evolved into a series of different, uh, clients and partnerships where we developed a lot of high end neighborhoods all around Fort Worth, uh, in Dallas and, uh, mostly Tarrant County, uh, which is Fort Worth, uh, so started, started selling the homes in these neighborhoods just kind of because there was, you know, there wasn't much going on, uh, in the development business after the crash.
0: Right. Wow. And then you realized you're actually good at this too. So what did you, I, f- well, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I like it. I, and I like the. You know, I, 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 wouldn't, uh, I actually like the people portion of it. You know, I really enjoy all the interface and all the different stuff and, and every problem is different. So every, every different, uh, every different sale or every different buy, all of them present all these. So it's kind of a puzzle and it's fun to do, you know, and it's exactly. fun to analyze it and figure out really cool solutions. And yeah. you know, best possible outcomes for your client. It's 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 actually when when it's you know, it's difficult, but it's really it's fun. Oh,
0: no, exactly. So, what do you find? And that what you just said, I would bet you is part of it. But in an industry that's so competitive, I know in some of these smaller markets like Malibu, where Shen's an agent, there are there are more real estate agents than there are houses actually selling. Um, what do you find gives you your competitive edge in your market that your number, I mean, basically you're number one in a huge competitive and um, very expensive market.
1: Okay. Well, and Shin's magnificent. He's a great friend and a, and a great guy, super talented uh, guy. But uh, so here's, here's my approach. I take a very business approach to it. I have a bi- I have a management consultant that works with my, my people and we go after this every day mm-hmm. and it's a uh, job. It's not a hobby. It's not something that we're, partially doing or we hope to catch an uncle or a friend or a cousin, right. we're, we're an advisor, you know? And so we we get, every day we look at it and we think, uh, we, we have all the properties up, but we look at them every day. And we go through and we follow up. I mean, I am tireless about following up. I wanna know, uh, you know, it's not, you know, where some people might uh, zip in a quick email and think that's the end of the communication or that they've gotten there. We don't do that. So I want to make real sure that we've had some sort of confirmation that the message has been sent and that we're gone. So we'll go through. Uh, uh, I have everybody go through all of their text messages and everybody go through all of their emails and then go through their call logs from the previous day and then make notes on those. Who did you talk to? What did they need? Did you satisfy their questions and and, and what they needed to have done? And so that's an everyday thing. And so when you start when you when you quit doing those things and you become lax and and you may have some successes that fall in your lap but consistently when well, we've done this at this level consistently over the last 5 years to to maintain consistency it's mm-hmm. a deal that like, uh, Jeff Bezos does where he says that day one stuff. And I had a speaker that was talking about, you know, how you got to say every day, you got to get up, you got to get after it like it's day one, not the second day after you've done well, but you stay on it. And, and this so, is,
0: who says this? Jeff Bezos?
1: Uh, uh, yeah, it's Amazon. So, okay, okay. Oh, so
0: yeah,
1: it's everything. So, all the buildings are like day one. And there's something right. to that. And uh, so, that, that's we, I try to, I Keep it very, very focused, you know. And so, we're, we're getting with it every day, and and it matters every and and every call, you know. So we, we try to address everybody, and it keeps every it keeps your relationship with your clients great.
0: So consistency and persistence. And just to elaborate, your beautiful needlepoint pillow to your right tells me yeah. bit, that might have something to do with what you're talking about: call, text, email. I right. want so, like ten of those. Where do I get yeah. them? Except I think that was well, custom made for you.
1: And then my assistant needlepointed that because I'll go, I, you know, when, when everybody starts working for me, they'll go, I go, all right, well, did you get a hold of them? Well, I emailed them. Well, no, that's not good enough because what percentage of your emails do you delete, Jerry? A lot.
0: 98, right? right. Right. Yeah.
1: So that really is not like a, a means of communication that, that's super reliable. You can get there, and if they're looking for it, great. But mm-hmm. you need to call them you need to text them and then you need to email them. And if you don't get a response until you get a response, you got to do that. And now does, does that make you kind of a bug? Maybe, but if someone's working for me, you know, let's say I've got somebody that's, that's selling something for me or doing a job for me. I want to know that that person is persistent and they follow through and they get answers. So it might, exactly. you know, there's going to be one in 10 that you ruffle a little bit of the feathers on the deal. Cause they're, they're like, Hey man, quit bugging me. But in general, they'll appreciate it. So we we're, I'm diligent about that.
0: Well, it's an example of how you're going to do business. So when you say call, text, email, that is give us some examples because I, we think most people would think of what well, we call text, email when you're prospecting. You probably also call, text, email your clients when they're buying, when they're selling, or right, not just did when you, you're trying the, to get
1: them. Did you get the information from your it, it, both your seller and your buyer? Did you get the, are your are your files complete? Did you call? Did you get all those things? And sometimes uh, that's not, you know, the absolute top of their priority list, you know, and sometimes when you've got another broker and they've looked at your property, right? And Mm -hmm. you go, Well, I zipped them an email and they didn't respond. Well, a lot of agents don't respond. And so but when you call them, you text them and you email, you're gonna gonna get get something and then sometimes when you have that conversation, there's gonna be some some sometimes there's gonna be feedback that's given to you that's just checking the box, right? Where you get the, the request from centralized showing where they're asking you just, and you just say, yeah, it was fine. Everything was good. Are they gonna buy it? No, right? But mm-hmm. there may be some subtext in there. There may be some sort of a, a communication that right. verbally would be conve- conveyed uh, that you can get out of a telephone call that you wouldn't get otherwise. And so maybe you can get that way and then then you can provide that feedback to your seller. And then then let's just say, you know, the house is a mess or the house is ugly or something like that. Sometimes that's right. Well they're not going to say nobody. they're not going to call your baby ugly, you know, directly, you know, in that, in the, in the, in writing. But if you call them, you say, all right, Hey man, what was the deal? Really? Honestly, be honest with me. Tell me Mm -hmm. kind of what what you thought of when you walked through there and Mm -hmm. you can get, you can, you can dig deeper into it.
0: Yep. Exactly. So I, so let me ask you, I've got like five questions out of that that I want you to elaborate on. But one that I think of is that where does most of your business, obviously you are a really, really good at calling, texting, emailing and remind us how long have you been in the business?
1: So, uh, so I was in the development business. Uh, I have been and still am uh, developing neighborhoods for since 1992, but I started uh, selling houses. Uh, this is, I'm, I'm in my seventh year, right so now. Seventh so seventh start- year,
0: and you're already doing over a hundred million. I mean, that's huge. About how many transactions? My
1: third year I was. So th- for the last five, or yeah, the third year I did over a hundred, and then so we've done and we've sustained that for the last. So, so uh,
0: five years, four or five years.
1: Yeah. Right. So we keep climbing, and we we keep we continue to grow. And uh, but it's you know you you, you maintain that base, and mm-hmm. you you keep. You know, uh, you keep your clients, you keep in great contact with them, you take care of them, you help them with things along the way, and then they keep coming back. So it's part of that is just, you know, mm-hmm. keeping your base. And then part of it is, is, is prospecting new. And so there's a lot of different ways to do, to prospect new leads that are, that are interesting too. So I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, some of the lead gen stuff is kind of ridiculous and some of it's mm-hmm. really effective.
0: Mm-hmm. So do you find of all the business, well, I, I, here's where we're going to go. I'm going to go into your business development component for a few minutes on how you develop your business, but I also want to learn a, bit, a little bit about how your team is structured. So you came into this business, you were in development, but it was the recession. So you probably kind of a one-man show in the beginning and you've built your team up from there. So walk us through going from one person to three years later, 100 man, and how did you add people and what, what mistakes have you made and what have you figured out works for running your business and, and having a team that produces and delivers for your clients?
1: Right. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking to when you're hiring, uh, you know, I don't necessarily, uh, I'm not, I'm not hiring veteran agents, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, because that's, I I like to hire smart people Mm -hmm. that are, uh, have the capacity to learn to do it the way that I would like to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, that are nice people with good personalities that that are able to follow through and pay attention to details, and so mm-hmm. you know, not everybody. else. you know, but right. a lot of my with me quite a while, and so for uh, what what in general is I like people that are coachable, and I have a management consultant that comes in and it helps with my hiring and finding people that are like minded, and and uh, you know it's it's. Uh, the component where they're coachable and they're able to uh, adhere, adapt to the things that you'd like them to do because that way you, you they don't have bad habits.
0: So let me so, ask you this. What's your, what's your te- so you keep talking about this management consultant. What's your team structure right now? How many people and what do they do? How many admins, so, how many agents?
1: So I've got i uh, I've got a, a kind of a, a person that runs the team that does all the, you know, it's over, uh, it's in-house, it's, in, you know, kind of, uh, is contract oriented based, based to that and then they, we've got uh, uh, four guys that are uh, that are working through and I'm, uh, I I kind of brand them with me but then separate, but they do uh, uh, they prospect their own business and then they mm-hmm. work a lot on my business so they work on things that I and they help provide service to those people and so we uh, I have one person that, that kind of contract one of those guys uh, has a specialty in kind of make ready, you know, and one of them is mm-hmm. really good at a buyer's agent, you know, and one of them is, uh, uh, you know, good at just kind of as a concierge. And they, they kind of make sure that everybody, you know, if they've got just that aren't specifically real estate related, but they're close, you know, mm-hmm. and that we can get them with in any way, they're for that. Mm-hmm. And so, uh it, it's and it's a it's a good group and I try to get a chemistry together where everybody really likes each other. So it's a, it's you're you're kind of fired up to go and it's a team mentality and, and everybody's uh, compensation is kind of structured together. So the better everybody does, so everybody has interest in every deal. So you're not
0: uh, interesting
1: you going in the same direction.
0: hmm Wow. Well, so you've got it structured so everybody's got interest. Everybody gets something off of every deal. But the percentage yes. they get off of the deal depends on how involved they are in it.
1: Well, to a certain degree, everybody has responsibilities with it. But everybody has a, a if they bring it in, there's a there's a higher percentage. Oh. But, uh And then I also have some lead gen things that they're incentivized with if they can convert those, and that keeps everybody doing that. So we also do a deal where we we take the calls mm-hmm. and we uh, we record those as they come in off the lead generation deals, and we can coach from that. We can say, all right, well, what did you do right? What did you do wrong? And then you can do a a better job of of, uh, converting those leads, whether it's for a seller or for a buyer.
0: Oh, that's great. So basically, you've got yourself plus four licensed agents plus one admin?
1: Uh, We've got a couple admin.
0: Okay, a couple admin. And how how do you delegate what they do? Is it contracts and closings or...?
1: Yeah, just pretty standard with that. You know, we have contracts and closings. We have, uh, you know, buyer's agents. We have guys that help get uh, get things ready. And everybody has specific responsibilities.
0: Okay, awesome. So you've got two admin. Like in mine, we have one admin, and she knows all she does is listings. And we've got another, and she knows all she does is contracts. Is that how y'all do it?
1: For the most part. Sometimes there's interface. Everybody's licensed. So in case there's somebody's, you know, you want to, you want to, Take into effect that it's not a perfect machine, and that sometimes right. people will be traveling or sick or something like that. So you got to have some overlap.
0: Right, and then you've got four other people truly acting as agents, but each of those guys might have different roles. Like one does right. showings, all one does.
1: And when they're not so, especially with young agents, they're not they're not bringing in that much business. So they they are helping you make sure that everything is well attended to with all of my listings. So I carry about a hundred listings at okay. a time. So you need to you need to keep. Everybody focused on uh, on all those listings. So we we actually put you know we'll I'll quiz everybody on all the listings. We actually study that. That's and awesome. Learn so that because you can you sell what you know you know and so if you know those things about those properties you're able to sell it better. So
0: everybody on your team knows about all 100 listings.
1: All yeah, seven pe-
0: there's seven people on the team. Right. And every single person knows but about they, every listing.
1: Yeah,
0: they do. So how do you? the most agents including me I've got my you know I've got my 20 not a hundred but I go in and every single week I have the same format where we all meet we talk about them and every single week they get an update on exactly what's going on what's your format or who's are you assigning are you calling all hundred people and how often are you calling these listings we break it
1: out and then we have uh, they prepare so we have a, a a list we go through it on Mondays all together in a meeting we go mm-hmm. through each Consistently, You know, and then we have those up and then I'll go through uh, the office and I'll stop in and I'll talk with everybody. All right. About their listings that they have, mm-hmm. you know, and just sign different listings. They'll give right. me a rundown of what's going on, wh- when it's been shown, who showed it, what the feedback was and what maybe an avenue to a sale would be. And, you know, mm-hmm. and then we kind of strategize how to approach that.
0: Awesome. And then you fill the seller in on what you're doing and what that, and who's, so is it, so you take a hundred listings the team has a hundred listings and how do you determine which ones you keep and which ones you assign?
1: Well, I'm all, I'm on all of them. So I just have assistance with all of them. Everybody, everybody is focusing and making, uh, and kind of helping me digest the information.
0: That's awesome. So different agents on your team have different roles with each listing or they have, or different agents are assigned to be more hands-on with each listing?
1: Uh, Yeah. So they kind of, they, they, they kind of manage that, a group of listings.
0: Okay, great. But everybody has a different role or everybody has?
1: Well, everybody has a different role. And then in addition to that, they have these X amount of listings that, that they kind of supervise and help with. Some of them, some of those are going to be like, lot listings and things like that that aren't as labor intensive, you know, so like you're not going to be spending as much time, you know, they're not going to be a lot of buyer feedback. You're not going to be talking about the repairs and things like that. Mm-hmm. So they're different. So those, uh, those, those I kind of manage.
0: Okay, great. And are there, so you, you pick a few that you manage on your own and then you refer, or you kind of like delegate things out to the other agents and what they ever see.
1: Well, so, I see everything. I, I, I spend time with each and every Right.
0: Listing. Okay, great. Yeah, well, no, exactly. I'm just trying to figure out your structure because what we get is we have a lot of people emailing and asking, like, we want to learn more about how other agents are structuring their teams. And here you are doing, you know, 100-something a million a year. So the more insight you can share with us on how you manage that process, it sounds like it's become a little bit second nature to you, but how you manage it and how they come in. For example, when we have a listing come in, we know everybody's job and what everybody does who's showing it, who's doing the, who, who's delegating the photo shoot, who's doing all the scheduling, how the feedback is assessed, who's responsible. And then that way the information is packaged and ready to go out to the seller every week. So they're like completely abreast of what's going on. So instead of, I mean, so many of our listings we get because the seller never heard from their agent. Like the agent wasn't necessarily a bad agent. They're selling a lot of stuff. They're just not talking to their client. So we're winning the business and then we talk to them all the time and all of a sudden it takes three weeks to sell the house because the seller knows what's going on and they can make the decision to adjust the price or let us market it in a way to sell it. Would you agree that that's your experience?
1: Yeah, that absolutely is.
0: Great. So how many buyers do you guys usually take at a time?
1: don't have necessarily a uh, a range. Of, you know, obviously it, flu- it uh, fluctuates. We're probably list to sell. We're probably sixty-five percent listings, thirty-five percent buyers in our in our business, uh, roughly. Uh, you know, it's it's a well, buyers uh, take a
0: lot more time. They do. So yeah,
1: but they're they're also less less. Uh, you spend a lot less money on it. That's a lot less that's, money,
0: and they're usually a lot I, less emotional.
1: I, yeah, I, and I spend a ton of time. Advertising, you know, yeah. you spend money, time, effort, uh, and so yeah, different animals. But we're you know we 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 focus on both.
0: Exactly. So, um, what? Do you, so your best source of business is your sphere of influence, or is it a lead generation system, or what would you say? Is it just kind of coming your way now?
1: No, uh, yeah, the second that you think is just coming your way is it? Is I think when you, you are drunk, right so. about that, yeah. So, you know, it's uh, we do, you know, I, I know a lot of these things work, right? And so right. we do a lot of, we do some lead gen stuff that's been really effective. We do, uh, we advertise quite a bit. We, you know, we use CRM and we we, we stay in great contact with our with our sphere. Right. Uh, it's, you know, we, we kind of do all of it and, and, and try to pay attention to all of it.
0: So I would love, before, before we started the official recording of the show, we were talking about the fact that you're number one and you've been selling over 100 million for about five years now and you've only been in the business for seven or eight. Um, but the fact that being number one doesn't, you know, at some point your clients don't care if you're number one, they care about they care. what you're doing for them. That only,
1: that only legitimizes you like if they want to know that you're good at it, right? And so, you know, there's a lot of guys that are good at it. They take care about what's what you're doing for them and what what the net effect to them. So, I, but having having everything set up to do the best job is something everybody doesn't have. And so, uh, you know, it's uh, having systems and having having uh, having uh, a group of really talented agents that are all. Focused on their project, uh, they need to know that. So they need to know what you're going to do for them, not what you know. They they they're not super concerned about if you've got a new car or not. They're they're concerned about what you can do for them.
0: Or that you sold 140 million last
1: year. Yeah, that, it doesn't matter. What about right. mine?
0: What I, about and my I, one house? I, I get
1: it. That's absolutely. Uh, totally...
0: Yeah. So how do yeah. you? So when you? So when you win business, and usually it's sixty about 65 percent of it is listings. Do you have a listing presentation or do they typically, is it more a conversation and by the time Absolutely. you meet them, they hire you or how does that work in your
1: system? Absolutely. So uh, we we have a, a, a very strong listing presentation. Generally, you know, we, we work on it, uh, so, you know, as soon as they call, we work on it and we start getting things together on that. Right. And, and, and then- uh, you know, and generally we've done a whole lot in their neighborhood. And so I can say, I can show them the things that we've done in there, Mm -hmm. you know, what we're selling, you know, uh, how, you know, at what level we were able to sell things at and Mm -hmm. what we did to get that, to get the sale done. So what we did in terms of advertising, networking events, you know, I do a lot of special events where we spend a lot of money that, that, you know, work, you know, they, they you know, if you do uh, you say
0: events? Do you have events at the home, or do you have events elsewhere? That yeah,
1: I've had huge okay. ones, houses with bands, and you know, you know celebrity chef caterers and just, you know, over-the-top stuff. These are real high-end listings, mm-hmm. but, you know, where there's a, a big payoff, but there's also, it's expensive to market those. So you have to spend the time and the money to do it.
0: Exactly. So tell us about this. When you go to a listing presentation, do you walk in? Do you have a format? Is there an order of how you do things? Is there a big, you know, presentation you give them or is it more of a conversation?
1: I like to get the information to them prior uh, so that they're mm-hmm. not, overloaded with it so that they, pro- they can uh, formulate questions. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like I, I brought up the Amazon deal earlier, but it's kind of like Amazon Prime. Like when they hit the, the deal and they'll request something, somebody from my group calls immediately. And then within the hour, generally, we have a box on their front doorstep with oh, all that's the great. Yeah. marketing materials, all the things about you, because mm-hmm. people, you know, if you don't respond to them, in my, in my experience, They'll just go next because it's just you're, you know, it's.
0: There's so many. It's a competitive correct. industry. So you actually yes. have a box you give them or is it just, is it a pamphlet? It's or
1: Sotheby's box. And, you know, the, and the brand works too. You know, that's, so the Sotheby's, you know, in the network, that's how we know each other. Is, exactly. Is the, right. And so, so I use, uh, generally it tells about what we do, what our firm, what Briggs Freeman does. Briggs Freeman, very progressive, great firm. Robbie Briggs, great guy, smart guy, you know, it embraces technology. Mm -hmm. that's that's another thing so understanding how to the technology and then the art of the relationship and there's no substitute regardless of how good the technology is for the human brain and 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 experience and knowledge and market knowledge and and so marrying all that together and then i also this it's about the sotheby's brand because the brand uh actually it really works and so uh, put all that stuff in that box, and then I, along with market analysis, things of that nature, and I bring it to them right away. They have all that stuff in front of them. So when we show up, it's kind of queued up. Like they're not wondering who I am, and the sales pitch is not difficult because it's – you're just you're, – you're, you're, you give a brief synopsis of it, but in general, you're there to field questions and to sign the deal.
0: So I love what you said. That's great. That's I mean, that's exactly, it's surprising how many people don't do it that way. They kind of show up with this big, elaborate presentation, and people don't want a presentation. They want their questions answered, and they want to Thanks. know it's about them, and they want to know that they're taken care of. Um, but you mentioned technology. So we, we've we talked a little bit um, formally about technology and about our business, and there's a lot of emphasis on that. But what's interesting is that, you know, we have great technology at Sotheby's and we have, rather than trying to do a lot of everything, we hone in and do the best of technology. And I'd love to hear you talk about that. And also the relationships that we, I don't think that there is another company in existence in which you can develop, a, you know, the relationship that you and I have and that you and I have with so many other agents in this company, if we're at another company. Um, I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about that.
1: Sure. Uh- well you know it's it's the the technology piece is is going is is increasingly important however it's not all encompassing so like let's say you're going to go uh, to a you know like some of the, the these lesser companies that are uh, like in, i don't know like redfin or open door I, and, I, and but they're right. they're all, those those don't really apply to a luxury market because they don't take into account you know the area they don't know you know what's around there, they don't know what's in the, in, in, uh, uh, all the finer points of the house. You know, these, these are spectacular places that, that, that require a very detailed knowledge of construction and, and just things that can't, there's, there, there is no computer program complex or sophisticated enough that will ever get there. You know, that will ever understand that, understand the personal relationships and how, how to, how to put those things together. And so, you know, I we we take I look at every piece of technology out there, and I am a huge I'm a technology freak. I want to have everything that's greatest, latest greatest for my clients. Thing that, but there'll never be a replacement for that component of, of human expertise.
0: Exactly, you're you're exactly right. So I think I'd love uh, even on the um, some of these other companies that we talk about that are so technology driven, the challenge is you know, we were, this was actually on a Sotheby's, some, I, don't, I wish I could remember the agent on a Sotheby's panel. I think it was at g But he talked about, what do you, the question was, what do you do about those companies? And his answer was, when those companies, when those companies come to me and they ask, you know, when one of those agents comes to me, they don't know the market, they don't know what they're doing. All they want is now they've got a big price listing and they're just excited to sell. So I, as a listing agent, get to tell them what to do to represent my seller and give them an even better deal than they would have. Um, or could have otherwise. So that's just one example that I, th- yeah. I always think of in that arena. Um, and then, you know, just a question I like to ask, and we'll, we're going to close out in about five more minutes. I wanna, I've got a couple more questions for you. Sure. Is um, Do you think, and I already know your answer, so just elaborate on it, but do you think your broker matters and why?
1: Oh, I do. I do think it does. that, you know, and, and uh, so... The Sotheby's piece, you know, there's instant recognized, you know, the, the the Sotheby's blue and the logo, and and then everybody knows these are sophisticated, smart agents that understand, you know, high end transactions, and or even not even, you know, I, I did a twenty thousand dollar, you know, multi multi million dollar, year, but it's that service, it's what it's it's the way that that uh, the the brokerage handles that. So I think mm-hmm. it's super. Important. I think both on. Uh, a national level, like what you're talking about, or international, like the Sotheby's brand, and then your your actual the actual brokerage that you're with uh, locally. So like Briggs Freeman,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Sotheby's huge benefit. The two of them together, yeah, I think it makes a big difference.
0: Right. And um, so you know, you talk we talk about it's just it's the people, it's the brand, it's the name recognition, which is huge. And then of course, I mean like you and I and all the other friends that we have in the company that benefits our business. You are, I, I'll elaborate on this because I think it's back to what you said just for our listeners is you are who you are around. And this is not a Sotheby's commercial. This is not a Sotheby's podcast. It just happens to be the company I'm with. So it's my experience and your experience. But it's important to align with who you want to be like and where you where you are and are growing and aspiring to be. Um, what would you say is one book that you would recommend a listener reading to this interview, and I know the answer to this one too, but I'm just like messing with you. So, all uh,
1: right. Well, uh, at the risk of sounding uncultured, I'm not a huge reader because I work a ton. You know, I, I yeah. absorb things uh, in different. You know, I watch a lot of stuff. I, I, I listen to a lot of speakers. Things, things. that answer. I I don't really have a great one. I, I hate.
0: Well, that's why I asked you It's to say, look, you don't have to be a reader. Everybody's got their way. And sometimes it's not reading. Who is a, a speaker or a leader that you really like to listen to, or even that you might call a mentor?
1: You know, uh, that's interesting. So, uh, you know, I do. I think there's some things that Jeff Bezos does that are pretty life changing, and 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 some of the things he says. I think you know, I, I go back. You know, my first boss I ever had is has been like my mentor in the in the in the and I quote a lot of his.
0: And now who sac- was that? Who was that?
1: His name's Tim Fleet, and uh, but he he's a local developer uh, here that hired me out of college, and and uh, anyway, but you know, there's there's a uh, uh, tireless follow up always Mm -hmm. doing a good job, get up early, go to work, you know, show up, call people back, you know, things that are just, you know, that seem like they're no big sweat, no big deal, but a lot of people don't do it. And so, you know, if you're, if you're recognized for doing that and you know, if you're bright and you pay attention to the details and get things right, that's, that's effective too.
0: There you go. Like that's it right there. That was the whole podcast. We're going to edit everything else out. (laughs) Perfect. <laughs> well, of course we're not going to do that, but I mean well, that that wraps it up in a bow. It really does. So, what is that being said? What is there one thing that you want everybody listening to this, or if there was one thing that everybody should take away from this interview, what would that be? Uh,
1: there's, you know, it's it's if it's focus and follow up. Uh, you know, if you can say focus, follow up. Uh, stick to your business, take care of your customers, uh, the business will take care of itself.
0: That's awesome. That's it. Thank you. I mean, that's like, that's, a, that's like so well said, because I think there's such a reverse mentality in our business, unfortunately. And I kind of have found myself on some personal mission to change it. Um, well, there's no shortcut on it. Yeah.
1: The deal. There's no shortcut on it. But Jerry, I sure appreciate you having me on and I've always just really thought you do such a great job and I appreciate you thinking to have me on.
0: Well I am honored I'm so thrilled to have you on and it's it's been too long so well thank you so much John.